All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back. How are you? Thursday afternoon. Edmonton Oilers have won three in a row, baby. Ooh, jeez. Technically, that means by uh, next Monday at around uh, 8.30 at night, in theory, they could have won five in a row. Which then means, Connor Halley, would suddenly only be three months instead of uh, six months for the uh, for the ring of confidence, as uh, I like to call it, not the uh, not the Leahy anymore, the uh, the ring of confidence. So, dare to dream, man, dare to dream. It's uh, not like it doesn't look bad now, but I'll tell you, it's uh, in a week or two, man. It is. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. It's it's going to be pretty awful, to be uh, to be honest. So. See how it goes. But. YouTube chat very confident in an Oilers win on Saturday. Like oh, eight three, yeah. big time blow up. Yeah. So, well, I like go. this one from Dan. Now, hey Gregor, the Oilers should uh, win five in a row. Uh, you, they got you into this mess. They can get you out of it. Plus, it's giving me a lot of laughs. Oh well, hey, you know what? We're we like to add some laughs to the show for sure. You know, uh, hey, maybe uh, you know. I, wow, there's not many anybody else. There's very few that can compete with the stupidity of the uh, the Ring of Confidence. So. No, I don't know. Like, well, what would be the equivalent for TR? It'd be like saying TR, you know, if he loses a bet, he's got to go with a mohawk, right? But you probably have worn a mohawk at once in your life, haven't you, TR? Yeah, and it's all out now as an actor, right? It's gone. I can't do any of that stuff anymore. It might seem like I have a wild haircut, but it's for this specific role. And when I started this, we could have taken any haircut. This wasn't, I, I just said, sure, give me the mullet with three strips down the side. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking because now I can't ever be too far away from this haircut as long as the show's going. You know what I mean? But I'd love to do it. You know what I normally do in these situations now? I have them all the time. I have a bit with my buddies, and if I lose and it's something like this, then we'll go like, okay, how about this? Go in and like put mustard all over the side of my face like I just ate a sandwich and I don't realize it and walk through the mall and talk to people and greet them and, you know, so it, it, yeah, embarrassing yeah. Embarrassing like stuff. Maybe have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Embarrassing stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I don't. I don't they, you know, we 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 are creative. I guess that's just one example. There's all kinds of weird things you can come up with, as you uh, as you know. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, let's get to Ryan's rant now. Brought to you by Action Electrical, family-run business for over fifty years now. 
They've also have, you know, we've talked a lot about their solar, but they do also have electrical preventative maintenance for commercial buildings, all the infrared testing, uh, energized and de-energized testing. So uh, v- very well versed in a lot of different things. Learn more at actionelectrical.net. Here is Terry Ryan and Ryan's Rant. Well, thank you, Jason. Now, first of all, what I was going to talk about was Jay Woodcroft and Paul Coffey, and we've already talked about that. So I do have some talking points I'd like to discuss with you. And I'm going to just add a little bit of something to what you said earlier. I can identify with what you meant when you said sometimes people come in and they're not your guy and you don't feel as protected. Well, again, I don't need to remind anybody I went eighth overall. Like, think how much Jacques Demers and Serge Savard thought of me to pick me eighth overall. Right. Like that. Mm-hmm. And I know I was somewhere in the first round, but that was a bit higher than I, I think I thought. I thought I was going number 10 or 11, 10, really. Um, definitely. You know, I had confidence, but I didn't see eight. I didn't get interviewed by Montreal even. But when they drafted me, they were very confident. They gave me a couple of exhibition games like in the forum when I was 18. Um, but when Patrick Waugh went crazy there in that 9-1 to Detroit romp, and he demanded a trade, and everybody, they cleaned house. Now me, Turner Stevenson, Brad Brown, Darcy Tucker, guys that they picked to be, like, come in and, like, you know, add a bit of toughness. You know, they, they wanted to go that direction. It went back the other way, and they didn't want that, and they didn't think we were good skaters. And I remember Jacques Demers having so much confidence. He said, we're going to win a Stanley Cup, and you're going to be a big part of it. And he said, you know, third line, 15 to 20, the odd power play. Like, that's what they wanted from the beginning, and I felt that's achievable. Like, I'm first round, but I, they're not saying go get 50 goals. Like, geez, I, you know, I really saw it, and I was so happy. And, you know, it was one thing. Michelle Terry and I talk about, but he was my coach in the minors. I, I didn't like him, and I can say at the time, I don't like this word, but I, I used it at the time. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. But it wasn't all hate. Like, I, with, I mean, with him, but with, with Ray Jean Houle, he was a nice guy. We're still friends. I go to alumni games with him. But I remember he looked in my eye, and I said, I don't understand. I'm getting called up. I get one shift. You know, I usually fight. I'm like rookie of the year in the minors. Now I'm down there again with this guy. Like, Reggie, what are you doing? I said, why did you pick me eighth overall? And he said, I didn't. And we live with the people that are here now. You're just not a good enough skater. But he said, you are pretty tough. You're way tougher than I thought. He said, you can throw him. And he said, you know, We'll have you in the minors be one of the first call-ups. Like, you know, he offered me the the, the contract, right, 15% raise or whatever it was. It wasn't his guy, and it couldn't have been any more plain. And uh, this isn't what I planned to rant about, but just to pick up on what you were saying earlier, identify with that. And I can often, you know, see in a player's demeanor whether the coach is on his side or not, right? Um but one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I find this really intriguing. When the owners just went through all that mess, mm-hmm. now they have two of the best players in the world in their primes. Yeah. Uh, I never would have said trade them. I'm, I'm not saying that I would have. But do you think hockey will ever, because it wasn't even a consideration really. I mean, everybody knew that wasn't going to happen. In basketball, they would have already been traded fourth. They'd be on their fourth and fifth teams by now. right? Like, And it was, if you really think about it, that was a valid solution. Trade one of those guys a shitload of prospects and, you know, think about what you could get, but it would never get there. It wouldn't happen in hockey. Right? I think we lost uh, TR there. Blew out the wrong time. So uh try to reconnect with him, unfortunately. But it is uh... – it, I think his point was – well, it is funny. Uh, the NBA – some of the big stars. Now, it is interesting. Like, you look at – uh, Giannis hasn't been traded. Um, Steph Curry hasn't been traded. They've had some success. But there is lots of other guys that have uh, bounced around from place to place. And you know, the NHL, I, I do wonder about the NHL. And um, there, there does seem to be a bigger willingness to commit to teams. Although, and I've said this for many years, I believe change is coming. Not that players won't commit to organizations that I don't believe they're going to commit as long-term. And I know some people get upset. Oh, look at Austin Matthews. Well, Austin Matthews, if we're looking at strictly from a business standpoint, he made a very good business decision. He signs for five years, gets high money. Now he signs for four years. 
gets big money. He's going to be in prime for another huge contract when that deal's done. Now, it might be in Toronto. He might be there all the time, but he's making good money. But it's also, it forces the team to be somewhat, to stay somewhat competitive and relevant. Right. Whereas if you get a guy locked in for eight years and all of a sudden, well, now he's, well, geez, this guy's locked in with us and, you know, we're not going to trade him. So what do you do as a player? Right. You don't have as many options, TR. But I, I do think, because I know the NBA and I don't want to speak, uh, that what you were going to say to, to finish off your point, but I really think that, um, the, uh, the NHL, I think we're going to slowly see a little bit of a change of the landscape in the, uh, in the contract length for players. What do you think? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, this isn't coming from a place of criticism. I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, you know, there's certain things so just, we're on set and people are asking me questions about what separates hockey and, you know, the off seasons and everything. And we're all comparing rules and dynamic and that one, you know, they were, at, you know, I'm just like, hockey's not there yet for reasons you would probably know more than anything, but with the, the way the contracts are structured, I would think it would be an option more often then it actually happens. And maybe there's maybe there's a different relationship with fans and players, maybe in hockey, you know? I mean, I, I you'd have to dig deep, but, I mean, think of the reaction when Gretzky left, and that would probably, this is what, how many years later are we talking? 30-something years, 34 years later, and the I think it would be a similar feeling if Connor McDavid was to get traded to you. Oh goodness! Yeah, I think I order fans. I, I I could under to me. There's no point worrying about it now because he still has uh, the rest of this year and two more. But if like to me, I yeah, think the yeah. easier sign is going to be potentially the, the Leon Drysaddle. If Leon Drysaddle resigns at Edmonton, I think that's really good foreshadowing that Connor McDavid's resigning in Edmonton. I I I could be wrong. Yeah, but that's what I believe. I think those two are very cool. now. And I've said this on record, and some owner fans don't like it. I think Leon Drysaddle. If I was Leon Drysaddle. I would do exactly what Austin Matthews did. And I would re-sign in Edmonton, but I'm only re-signing for four years. That's what I would do if I was in the Andre. And if I was the Edmonton Orders, I would take that. Because that means, let's say he signs that next season. That still means you have a guaranteed five more years with him. Guaranteed. And then if McDavid does it the following year, well, you have five more. You technically have six with him. So um, I, uh, I, I, I would take He's that all day long, him. right? I would take that all day long. I don't think McDavid's going anywhere. He's too good of a guy. He doesn't want. I mean, they. I mean, it'd be mixed emotions, but some people would just despise him. They'd run. They'd, they'd hate it. I, I don't think he wants that. He, I. Re, I don't know. I don't know. I've never met the guy. He just. It doesn't seem to me in the cards that he's just going to leave. No. I mean, I don't know. There's a level of conscious to it. Maybe he just doesn't seem like that guy. But I could be wrong. Now, and it is dollars and cents. I get that. Um. With these, all these games in Europe, and I'm spanning all the sports. I'm, I'm not just talking about hockey, no. but let's say hockey. What is the ultimate goal? Like, you're growing the game. I get it. Especially, like, it's a fun. This almost now reminds me of, like, All-Star Weekend over there, right? All oh, the Swedes are coming back. It's Borea Salming Day. Like, everybody's happy with no disrespect to his disease. But, like, you know, it's like a big celebration. And I get it. It's nice. You're promoting the game. It's already pretty popular there. Now, football, it seems to me, I don't know. I don't know. But maybe sometime they're going to expand over there or have a division. I, I don't know. Is hockey, do you think ever, we, we're talking 30 years down the road. We have this conversation before. What do you think is different in 30 years? Do you think there's a European division? Do you think if, if portions of every team season are going to be over there or just like one-offs? Like if, if, I think, didn't the leap score like the early 90s? It wasn't really much different, right? Like, what are we doing going to Europe in these sports? And is there a chance that either one of them is going to expand overseas in some way or another? It's a very good question. Um, I, It's so challenging to do it when you think of the travel, right? Like, to me, that's the, if, if you're going to expand, you'd literally have to expand with six teams right over there. And they would play... And so then when you would go over there, you would literally go and it would be a long road trip for a team, right? And uh, you might play it. And if you did it, Terry, you'd have to play. If you go over there and you could do a, um, you know, now depending on it, if some of the teams are there, then the other teams are going to be in North America at the same time, right? That's going to be the challenge. So let's say you have a 16 league over there, which is really difficult to do. How do you expand six teams at once? I don't think there's enough players. So if you only did two teams, well, now I, I fly all the way over there. Am I going to play each team once and fly back? 
That'd be awful. You literally would have to go over there and say, okay, we're flying over there now and uh, we're going to play, you know, Sweden uh, twice and the other Swedish team twice and and maybe for it. Like, I I don't see how it's viable when I look at the contract or, or sorry, when I look at the the scheduling, how do you do it? That's my, my biggest question. H- how do you feasibly do it to allow, other than just a pure money grab, how do you do it? Like, I, I, I can't see the logistics. If I have 32 teams over here and I have two teams in Europe, how do I, how do, I do road trips? Like, do those two teams, they come over here and uh, now they play every team once or on like a month road trip, right, where they do... 15 games one month and then they're home and every team goes over there i guess but that's a i don't know it seems like a lot of travel for the for the north american teams to go there to play two or four games so that's why i don't i don't see how it's viable maybe the only way i could see is if like say it's the toronto maple leafs but they play two games a year every year in stockholm and maybe the Florida Panthers play two games every year in Cologne, Germany, and it becomes like a little bit of a home following in in those cities. But again, the other thing, like I keep talking about, I don't really love the shootout. I'd like to see five more minutes of overtime, and no one wants that. The players are going to get tired. But you're going to up and leave and get on like a ten hour connection, or it just, I just don't understand it. One. Both things make you tired. One thing really wears you down, and you got to. It's not only the travel; it's now the Leafs and Detroit and Senators. Is it now they're going to have to make up those days when they get back? And there's like going to be two or three times where they play like four and six, as opposed, you know, like. So to me, that's much more tiring as a player. If I was a player, thinking about five more minutes of overtime, I I it's in one ear and out the other. Really, I don't care how much I. Come on, it's five minutes yeah. now. If if we're talking travel to Europe, yeah. right? And I mean, as a player, I would love to do it. I'd say yes because I'd want to see the world and experience. But I'd know deep in my heart that I'm not going to give exact. It might be 95%. It might be 75 I don't know. But I'm definitely not going to be myself flying over to Helsinki or wherever, you know, to play games and then come back and play for my North American team a few days later. There's no way it doesn't take anything out of me. And I'm going to argue more than it would an extra five minutes once in a blue moon. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, how would you do a playoff series? What happens there? Are you all on the road? You, you can't fly back to Europe and forth in a seven-game series. It's just, I, I don't see how it's feasible, to be honest, long-term. So that's, uh, uh, unless you're doing a massive expansion of six teams. And, and I don't think you have enough players available to, to Could do the winners that. play each other? But again, what you if ha- it was like a champion league? Yeah, but then again, you'd have to have, uh, you'd have to have that many teams. Right. You, you'd have to say the NHL is going to expand. Like, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they get uh, all the elite leagues in uh, Finland, Sweden and Slovakia and the Czech Republic. They all become one. But even then, like, uh, now I guess you'd have to do like a whole redraft or something like to spread out the talent across the board because obviously those teams wouldn't be able to compete head to head with NHL teams. So. So I I think it's a fair question is I think they just want to keep growing interest. Like you see the NHL websites, like if you go on, like there's, you can go to NHL.com, you know, slash uh, SV and you have it in, in, in Finnish and in, in, in Swedish. And so, you know, you're at least adhering to your, um, to your audience. You know, they're reasoning in, the, in their native language. So they understand it better, right? It, it's, it's geared towards them, right? So you could, you know, that's a step in the right direction. No question. Uh, for the NHL, but as far as ever hosting team, like I think they do these trips, and we we see a few more of them here or there, and you know Michael Nylander comes back, and people love it, and and obviously Leon Drysaddle goes to Germany, the German fans are like this is unbelievable, and the European players love it because they would never thought it was possible to play an NHL game on their home soil, <laughs> so that stuff's all wonderful. But do I in thirty years, Terry? Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm still here in thirty years would be great, but number two, um. <laughs> I don't think I see it. To answer a long answer, I don't think I see it. I'm just surprised that happens in the regular season. I figured this would always be exhibition, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. It's it's totally fair, right? Hey, guys, what about in a few years if they have a plane that can get you there in three or four hours? Would that change it? Well, yeah, sure, if you could. Because, uh, you know, right now the flights from uh, east to west uh, in the States are taking that long. So I guess if that became something, sure. But then you'd have to think of all the the difference. Uh, Well, the time is one thing. Then there's the time zone. 
right? Like it's six hours uh, from the east. It's nine hours from Pacific, right? Like eight hours from mountain time. So that's a big difference for sure. 423, it is time now to help your neighbor. It's the second last day, baby. So we'll start kind of where we finish because tomorrow's going to be a fun one. Very easy. This is what's up for grabs. Somebody courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling is going to win a brand new furnace courtesy of you because you're going to be the gifter. You're going to win a great prize pack for yourself. Yes, includes tickets and Echobee Smart Thermostat, stuff like that for your home. That's awesome. But the main thing is you're going to gift a brand new high-efficiency furnace. All of the bells and whistles come with it, right? They'll take out the person's old furnace. It's got warranty on parts and labor. It's awesome. Text in the word legacy right now with your name. Text legacy and your name to 833-401-1440. And you could be the winner. We'll come back. Seven. Con man is a surgeon. So we'll give you a few more minutes to uh, get in at 833-401-1440. Put your name and the uh, code word legacy. And uh, you could get qualified. It's our second final day. And help your neighbor. And next Monday, we're going to gift someone a brand new high-efficiency furnace, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling, which is uh, pretty awesome. Man, that is going to be, at the perfect time of year, it's going to be a a game changer for sure. Uh, Let's go around the NHL now. Brought to you by McDonald's, and it's Thursday. You know what that means? Fan Day deals are back. You can enjoy a Big Mac, a McChicken, or a filet of fish for only $4 every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday when you use the McDonald's app. So do it today. Get good savings at McDonald's. And, uh, hey, there's a deal that uh, is definitely happening. Uh, There was a deal that was close to happening, and then uh, a slow start, uh, according to reports, uh, had the deal falling by the wayside, and now you wonder uh, what is going to happen uh, moving forward for the uh, Calgary Flames to discuss uh, Julian McKenzie from The Athletic in Calgary joins us. And uh, Julian, there was, of course, you know, it looked like Noah Hannafin was very close on a deal, and all of a sudden, there's no deal. And, uh, you know, the Flames are, you know, they're still like the orders. They're struggling uh, below where they want to be. They've, they've shown some signs are getting a little bit better, but he's not signed. they got a lot of guys. Lindholm not signed. Maybe it's not urgency yet because, hey, you know what? Uh, if you get him signed February 28th, whatever, as long as you get him signed by the deadline. But do you think that like this almost guarantees now that Hannafin, because unless the Flames are like comfortably in a playoff spot, which would seem unlikely, they're going to have to trade some of these guys. They can't go in and risk losing them for nothing, can they, in the offseason? I mean, I mean, I, I think if you're the Flames right now, no better time to, to wait. I mean, Craig Conroy went, had this whole wait-and-see approach with – Hannafin and, and Lindholm leading up to this point, why would, why should he be in any rush to sign these guys now, as far as I'm concerned? See what your team is going to do leading up into the new year, leading up until the deadline, and then you make that decision about whether or not you should sign these guys. That being said, you're absolutely right, and, and Greg Conrad knows this too. He cannot afford to lose these guys for nothing. If it were up to me, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards selling these guys off retooling with the piece with the assets I'm able to get for a Hannafin for a Lindholm, even for a Tanev or a Zadorov in this situation, right? Like we've, we've heard about the trade request from Zadorov. Tanev is also a pending UFA. Like this is as good of an opportunity as the flames can get to recoup as many assets as they can get, put them around some of the more expensive contracts that they have and, and try to see if at least for next year, they can have a better team and, and, and go forward from there. I, 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 I mean, I get that everyone in that locker room is going to say that they're still confident in their team. They feel, you know, if they could just sneak into the playoffs, anything could happen. And we've seen it work before, but I just think with the roster that they have right now, I don't think they've shown enough to, to show that they could compete night in night out. And if they take the opportunity to get returns for these assets, that could at least lead them on that other path. I think they're a lot closer to the other path if they do that, as opposed to sticking with the status quo. But that's but that's just me. So, uh, like Hannafin and and Lindholm, if you had to put them in order, who is the most likely to least likely to sign an extension in Calgary? I mean, with all of those guys. So you're, so you're saying like Hannafin, Lindholm. Tanev, Zadorov, you're lumping yeah. all those guys. Yeah, like all their big UFA shit. guys. That's kind of difficult, I guess. Again, just going off of my initial answer. Um, I mean, the fact that Hannafin seemed close and then he it seemed like it just it just didn't work out in the end in terms of signing something. 
I'm still surprised that we're even at that point because it seemed as if he was going to test the free agent waters and and play for a team in the States. I I still think that's going to end up happening, especially if the team ends up rebooting. Um, Lindholm at this point, I think it's just a money thing. I know he's put himself out there and he said, Hey, uh, I want to be here. Yeah. I just, he hasn't, he didn't full on say, Hey, sign me to $9 million. But if a player is, is willing to stay here and the GM earlier in the year was saying, Hey, he was a number one priority. Money has to be the big reason why. Right. And when you look at his statistics to the start of the year, he doesn't look like a guy who should be making above eight and a half, nine million dollars, right? Like that's a lot of questions with that. Um, I I mean, even Tanev is a Dorov, right? Like those two defensemen, I still think you could get something for them at the market. It's kind of difficult to do that ranking. I know I'm kind of copping out of the question here, but especially now when you look at this team and where they're at, and it might still be too soon to tell if they need to do a full on rebuild or a restructuring is just what they need. But it's really difficult to kind of measure up who should be signing what when I think signs are pointing to them having to sell off these assets to get something. Julian, when you're talking about the Calgary Flames lately, mm-hmm. the elephant in the room is often Huberto. Now, it's we're well into his second year now, and he's still disappointing, for lack of a better way to put it. What I, I read an article today that hinted at a possible buyout. Now, that's a lot of money and a lot of term. Is that even possible? Not really. I mean, like, unless you're willing to, unless you're willing to deal with that for the next 14 years. Like, that's not something that I think you could feasibly do. I, 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 some people have been asking me, you know, hey, is there any way you could even trade that contract? If you're Craig Conroy and you're in a position where you have to offload that contract, like, one, you have to retain salary. Two, you're probably going to have to add some kind of pick or prospect to sweeten the deal in terms of taking him. And looking at this team right now, does this look like a team that needs to give up on prospects or picks? Nuh-uh. I, I think in this situation with the, with Jonathan Huberto, he has no confidence. I get that. And he needs something to get himself going. You're better off trying to look elsewhere to find a player who can play with him somewhere in this lineup to get him going. I mean, Nazem Kadri might not be the most perfect example in all of this, but he did not get off to a good start this year. They mm-hmm. call up Connor Zary. They call up Martin Pospisil. All of a sudden, he looks a lot better. And I know at the beginning of last year, he looked good, but he trailed off after that. But now, all of a sudden, he looks like a good player. And I know he, he may or may not want to stick around during a rebuild. That's That remains to be seen. But at the very least, if you're saying, hey, we want to move on from Nazem Kadri, at least that's an asset that's doing something. But Jonathan Huberto, like... I don't see a buyout happening with this club. I think with him, you're a lot closer off to seeing the team trying to get better players around him to to get him going. Another thing, too, like I I remember after he got benched a couple nights ago, it was really fascinating to see how guys like Dylan Dubé and and Mackenzie Weger were kind of leaping to his defense. I I don't get the sense that even though he's not playing well, I I mean, I I can't speak for everyone in that room. I, I don't get a sense that everyone like hates the guy or is, or is that frustrated with him that they want him gone. So I think if, if the team does something to try to help him get going and I get it, it's weird to do that for a ten and a half million dollar guy, but you're committing to him all that money for the next eight years and a buyout right now really just isn't a feasible option unless you really want to be on the hook for the next, how many years uh, f- with, with that salary and, and how much you might count on the cap. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Julian, you look at the Flames, the 3-1-1 in their last five, and similar to the Oilers, they've beaten on teams that they probably should beat, right? The Canadians, the uh, Predators, Seattle, uh, you know, they lost in a shootout to Toronto in a very exciting game. Uh, they got the Canucks tonight on this, the Canucks are playing second half of a back-to-back. Then they got the Islanders, Seattle, Nashville again. Then their, ser- then their schedule gets really difficult. Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, Dallas, uh, in, in a stretch of four games, like, not that four games are make or break, but like the next week or so here for the Flames, like A, from a confidence factor and B, just from a standings factor, they kind of got to make hay here or all of a sudden, you know, you head into the final week in November playing the three hottest teams in the NHL in the Western Conference. And, you know, like you could find yourself in a world of hurt where the GM has no choice but to sell off. What, what do you sense is kind of the, you know, is there a confidence there that's, that's noticeably better? after this recent three, one and one streak, or is it still a little bit of, we're not sure who we are. I think 
there is some sense of growing confidence. And I think those younger players being in the lineup, like a Connor's area and a Martin Pospisil have made the difference. I've asked guys in the locker room and, and Ryan Husker myself at different points, you know, how much of a difference it makes having those young guys there. They look at least a little bit faster, maybe a little bit more dynamism in their play. But I'll say this, like before the road trip began, I was definitely of that mindset that they needed a positive result or else the questions we'd be asking about them would be a lot closer to saying, hey, when is this retool going to start? I think the fact that even if they only got three out of a possible six points on that road trip, I think the fact that the guys were able to at least end with a win, I think some guys are going to take that as a positive. The fact that Jacob Markstrom has performed as well as he has, that's another positive. Zary and Kadri also getting points on that road trip. There's there's positives for them to build on. I mean, obviously you're not getting you're still not getting sufficient production from Jonathan Huberto. I get it, but I think there's still some guys in that room that are, are they're still willing to be a little bit patient on that. We'll see how that goes. But I think you're absolutely right in terms of that schedule going forward, especially when it gets heavy with the, some of those tougher teams. If they're not able to compete with them, that sort of answers Craig Conroy's question. But I think the fact that they won those last few games that at least keeps them afloat a little bit for the foreseeable future, even though they're still near the bottom of the standings. At least for them, if they just pile on a few more wins, maybe that changes something. But even then, like I, I really don't know how they're going to stock up against some of those tougher teams. And that's fair. Um, you look at what about the goaltending situation? What are you hearing there on, on Wolf? And like, is, is Ladar clearly on the market in your eyes? And, and how quickly would they want to look at making a move there? Well, I mean, I haven't heard anything immediately on that front. All I know I can tell you for sure is this team wants to see Dustin Wolf play. And that's something that Craig Conroy has made clear from the offseason in, in talking to, to Jordan Sigal, who was the director of, of goaltending for this team. He's He said that this team knows that Dustin Wolf can play games. And the fact that they were willing to call up Dustin Wolf this past weekend and, and you know, Jacob Bartram was day-to-day with an undisclosed injury, but they were able to get Dustin Wolf in a game. I think that's already in line with uh, an idea they have for Jacob Bartram where they don't want him playing, like, 60 games in a season. They want to decrease that workload and get him to around 50-something games. And if you're at a point where, you know, Dan Vladar can get you a couple of games in, but you're also able to call up Dustin Wolf and you're able to see what you can get out of him. And I'm not saying he's going to get, like, 25, 30 games, but, like, even if he just gets 10 games this year, like I still think that's a good way to ease him into the NHL. And even in that one game Dustin Wolf got against the Ottawa Senators, it, it ended in a loss. That's not on Dustin Wolf. I think the I think the Ottawa Senators did a great job of getting traffic in front of him, and he did struggle with that a little bit. But otherwise, I, I think the team in front of him could have done a lot better in terms of generating generating offense and being a lot better defensively in front of him. That's not on Dustin Wolf. So I think in terms of what could be done in terms of Dan Vladar's future. Even if I can't answer that, I'll tell you this. It's not surprising to see Dustin Wolf get that little bit of time over the weekend. And it wouldn't surprise me if the opportunity presents itself that they do it again and try to find a way to get their best prospect in the system more time. Julian, we really pr- vibe with the Oh, go ahead, TR. Julian. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, 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 yeah, sorry, no, sorry. Go ahead, buddy. We... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go Well, ahead. I was just curious what the vibe is. Do they... Like, would they support a rebuild? You know, they're not really prepared for this. A year ago, you were talking about Huberto coming over. He was second in the NHL in scoring, I think. You know, there was a lot of reasons to be positive. Kadri just won a cup. Since multiple players have kind of either asked for a trade, been traded, or let it be known that they want to be traded, and now they're talking about rebuild. What's the vibe with the fans? There's a section of fans who have been clamoring for a rebuild since last season. But they're starting to, and I'm basically going off of this recent mailbag call out I, I did for the athletic. There's a small section of them that are seeing these young players do well with them. And they're wondering, hey, do we still need it? And there's also another group of them that are mm-hmm. like, do rebuilds actually work? And I think that's a question worth asking because rebuilds work to a certain extent. But there are teams like Ottawa and Buffalo who have been rebuilding for a long time. And as we're talking right now, they're at the bottom of the Atlantic division. Yeah. Like, like that's like, here's the thing. Even if I, I know I said earlier, like, Hey, I think the flames might be better off selling off some of those assets, retooling, getting pieces. I still think that could be the right move. What I warn fans, especially those who've been banging that drum for a long time about a rebuild. 
rebuilds don't have a set time. You don't just say, okay, we're just going to do this for this one year and we're going to be good all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, you could do that, but like to, you could do that to varying results. Yeah. It's not a one-year thing. It's not a three-year thing. It's not a five-year thing. It, it's an indeterminate amount of time. And you could find yourself in a situation where the team you're cheering for is rebuilding a rebuild. Or you could find yourself in a position like the Dallas Stars where you needed some younger players around you. You have an outstanding 2017 draft class where you get a franchise goalie, a franchise winger, a franchise defenseman, and you're good to go. Like, there's no – like, I think there are elements of, of rebuilding that teams could take, and that's what I tried to do in the latest article I wrote where I thought the, the, the Flames should look at what the Canadians have done in terms of their rebuilding efforts. But it's not a guarantee that the Flames are going to be – this competitive team in time for their new building in 2027. That's I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do. I'm just saying for those who really want it, like be careful what you wish for because you have no idea how long the rebuilding efforts will take. And you have no idea if, you know, even if you get like high picks, you could be like what Montreal's going through right now, where it's like, okay, you're still waiting on a guy like your Slavkovsky to show that high ceiling that many people picked him up for ahead of the draft. Maybe you still need elite talent. And you might still need to either go through the draft or trade for that talent. Who knows? It's a process, and it's not something that's going to be done overnight. Uh, and number one thing, don't rush players. Slavkovsky, they screwed him up just after doing the same thing for Kokaniemi. Sure, different GM, but the same mistake, and uh, too many teams do that. Uh, if you commit to a rebuild, then commit to it and stop thinking, oh, let's get this 18-year-old in because he's going to help us right away. It's 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 so moronic. I've never understood it. Uh, Julian, thanks for your time, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for uh, letting me hang out, guys. You betcha. That's uh, Julian McKenzie joining us uh, from The Athletic in Calgary. And, hey, congratulations. We have today's second final qualifier for Help Your Neighbor. Alan, congratulations, my man. You have qualified. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hey, we're excellent. So uh, you're in. You automatically win the Sports 1440 hat uh, as well. You will uh, be in the draw where uh, you win tickets and you know get some stuff for yourself. But then right. most importantly, you will then be able to gift a high-efficiency furnace to one of uh, somebody in your circle. They cannot live with you. They have to own their own home, and they have to reside within 100 kilometers of Edmonton. Do you have anyone? Have you been listening for a month now? You're like, hey, there's somebody I think I know who needs a furnace. Yes, I've been listening every day and trying to get through. Um I have a niece that I have in mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Well, uh, stay on the line, yes. Alan. And um, Connor will get all your information. Uh, be sure to be tuning in Monday. We'll listen every day, of course, but uh, definitely listen on Monday because uh, if your name is called, you're the big winner, and uh, then your niece will be the big winner. That's wonderful. Thank you. There you go. It's that easy. Tomorrow is our final day to qualify in help your neighbor. TR, how's your furnace? Good. Everything's set to go back uh, back home. It's all set, my man. All right. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just not going to be there for another month and a bit. But it's, it's all, yeah, it's all good. Okay. Well, uh, we'll return. We have five questions with Gregor and Terry Ryan. Lots more text to get to as you're listening to the Jason Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Go all in on excitement at PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. How are you, Jason Gregor? Terry Ryan, Connor Halley on a lovely Thursday. What about the weather here? Man, it's going to be plus 10 this weekend, absolutely ridiculous. That is, uh, that is very good. Very good. Let's, uh, get to, uh, five questions brought to you by the brick. They are guaranteeing to save you and they're committed to saving you more with their, uh, guaranteed price. If you do any shopping between now and Christmas and you find a lower price, you send it to them and they will, uh, they'll reimburse you for anything you purchase. So it's a pretty good deal. Can't lose. Go to the brick and the brick.com. Let's get to Connor Halley. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys. Question number one. Uh, still a small sample size, I know. But when you look at Coach Knobloch with the Oilers, uh, anything standing out to you about his coaching style and, I guess, style of play on the ice? Well, uh, I think, you know, he's shown signs of vulnerability, that he's passionate, he's passionate, emotion, uh, humility. I think those are all, those can be harnessed 
as uh, leadership skills, I suppose. Yeah. Mike can. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And others wear their uh, heart on their sleeve. And uh, that's just what I see so far, but I'm biased because I knew of and I've met Chris before. Um, For me, I have really liked how open and transparent he's being with why he does things and makes decisions. He explains why he started his overtime. Would you just say, well, I thought two defensemen was a good idea. No, he went into his detail, which made sense. The minute I saw it, I was like, well, yeah, if you win the faceoff, you put McDavid right on the ice. If you lose the faceoff, now he doesn't have to waste a minute defending. So, And plus you have two defenders out who, in theory, should be better defenders. So that made sense. Uh, you know, He talked about why he changed the lines in the second period. It wasn't really planned, but then they scored the first time together, and he was like, well, geez, but now we got some juice. So, I, you know, you kind of ride that wave of emotion, and I think he he's really giving fans some insight into, into to what he's thinking. And really, as a fan, I don't think you could ask for more than that. You don't have to agree with every... It's not about agreeing. It's not someone explaining something. You're like, well, that doesn't mean they expect you to agree with it, but you have to respect them because they told you why they thought it. End of discussion. If you, it's easy to say, well, you shouldn't have put that line combination out. Of course. Do you think the guy, any coach in history would put a line combination out thinking it wouldn't have some success? Of course not. No one knows, right? It's like, um, you know, very, very few people are talking about until we brought it up, the Darnell Nurse play. Darnell Nurse doesn't make that play. They lose the game. Like that's a huge play. It's not really talked about until we'd have brought it up. So, uh, I, I think stuff like that matters. And, um, I think Knobloch early on, I've liked how, how he's open and he said, and, and sometimes like, you know what? I don't really know. I think that is one of the best traits to have is when, you know, it's, I'm not sure. I've only been here two days. I can't answer that. Question number two, tough road trip for the Oilers coming up before a gamer taking on the Lightning Panthers, Hurricanes and Capitals. What do you think their record will be? Well, they need what it will be. It need be. I don't know. I've sucked at this all year, but uh, I'm going to say the, uh, the orders, Find a way to go two one and one. Yeah, that was exactly my answer. So I'm not going to change it because you differed, or because you said the same thing. I'm going to go. I'm going to say the same. I have a feeling they're going to go two one and one, and I'm going to ride it. Question number three should be a good one tonight. Is the Bengals take on the Ravens? Uh, two of the teams that expected to be pretty competitive in the AFC. So if I ask you guys right now, who are your top three teams in that conference? One through three. How would it look? That's a good question. I'm, I'm going Chiefs, Bengals, Dolphins, if you can believe it. But Ooh. that's what I had early on, and okay. I haven't been swayed away from that yet. I know that there's been ups and downs, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, I would agree with the Chiefs. Uh, I got to put the Ravens in, man. Like, they impress me. They're, they're, I'll put the Ravens, and I still think the Cincinnati Bengals are a top three team. Uh, they've had lots of injuries. You look, T. Higgins is out again. Um, so I will still say the Bengals. I think they're pretty good. Question number four. Uh, obviously, it was now approved officially that the Athletics will be moving to Las Vegas. So in the power rankings of places you'd like to catch a Major League Baseball game, 
Where do you have Vegas right now? Well, has it been determined? Is it going to be an outdoor or indoor stadium? It's got to be indoor, right? Cons? I think from the designs, I'll have to take a look. But uh, for the heat, you would think. But then again, uh, the AAA team always played outdoors. Oh, my God. Well, then I don't put it high <laughs> on the list. Like, seriously, I don't want to go there where I have to get a fan. You know, I'm wearing shorts. You know, I'm probably even even if you don't want to, everybody's going shirtless just because you're just sweating bullets. Like, do I want to be sitting in the crowd in Vegas in the middle of July and August? No chance. So I, I'm not I'm, if it's not a dome stadium, I'm not putting it on the list of places I want to be. The renderings do have it as an open air stadium. Yeah, well, then. Nope. No, thanks. Maybe later in the year, but God, you get in July. I've been to Vegas once, and I vowed I would never go. And that's when I was at the pool. Never mind sitting in a stadium. So no, I'm not. Uh, it doesn't rank high on my list. Yeah, I've been to Vegas once, if you can believe it. And I'm not big into gambling. I'd go to see a show or something, but when you tell me baseball, I, I've got no. Re- Vegas doesn't pop into my head. I wouldn't turn it down. But my favorite place to to have a beer in the world, by the way, is in. Uh, Fenway Park, and I'm not a Red Sox fan. I just really feel, I feel like I'm in a time machine when I'm in that place. You know, I don't know, Chicago, New York. There, there's, I'm more of a traditionalist that way. If I'm actually going to go see a game, you know, we're talking about to to see the baseball being played, yeah, and and the venue, which to me, I don't know, Vegas is more like a novelty. Wouldn't turn it down, but I, I'm not begging to get there to watch a game. Final question for you guys. Of course, Grey Cup this weekend for those not in. Uh, the home city, it's always meaning there's going to be some great cup parties you can attend. So when it comes to the Grey Cup party, what is a must-have on the menu? Well, first of all, TR, have you ever been to the Grey Cup? I've never been to the Grey Cup, no. Uh, oh, well, guess what? Stratty had not been to the Grey Cup until uh, he came and worked on our show. We took him to the Grey Cup, and uh, the night train realized that he had missed out on a lot of his life uh, for not going there. And and I think you would fall into the same category. So uh, in the next few years, you know what? Uh, we'll plan to make sure Shorzy's not filming uh, during Grey Cup week. And uh, we will make a trek to Grey Cup. And I will tell you, as a social person that you are, you are there. You're going to be like, this is amazing. It's it's literally it's because I will say this. I, I've met lots of Maritimers. Um, I've met, you go to Grey Cup. It's like you have everybody's a Maritimer all of a sudden, and everybody's friendly, and everybody gets along, and it's an unbelievable party. So, cons uh, to me, number one, uh, I think you uh, you need to have a bottle of water with you at all times because hydration is key. Otherwise, uh, you can get sideways very quickly. So, a bottle of water just to keep you somewhat uh, on the rails. Uh, you will need to stop in for sure at the Spirit of Edmonton room at least twice. Over your, your tour there. And uh, whatever, I, I believe the Spirit of Edmonton breakfast is a must-have because it starts your day on Saturday and it becomes an all-dayer. And I know that, the, you know, this, you, you pace yourself maybe different than you would when you're 20. But when you go to an all-day Grey Cup festivity, from you can go to the parades, you want to just tour around the local city that you're in to different pubs, it's amazing. But uh, if I guess if I had to start one cons, it's the uh, Spirit of Edmonton breakfast, and you will never, ever regret it. Never. Ever. Really? So what? word that question again for me? Well, the question was more so for those, uh, you know, not going. Like if you're going to be at home, it could be if you're there as well. Oh, but so if, I miss, okay, I miss. If you're not going, for the people that are at home, you know, going to those great cup parties with, you know, friends, family, whatever it might be, what is the must-have on the menu? Wow. So I like Jason's answer because... I would like to do that exactly as he said it. If I'm hosting, oh, God, guys, I want to make sure that you got drinks for everybody. I mean, I I don't host much, and when I do, I well, I guess I do, but I get other people to do that. I mean, whatever food. For me, I don't want to sound like some boozer or something, but right, you, food you're going to order, you can get skipped to do, you can get whatever. I want to make sure that I got enough beer, enough liquor, and I want to make sure that I've got enough ice. Um, I need a really good, stuff, very good. If I'm hosting, I want a really good plate. Steen, I want a really good plate of nachos with lots of cheese and chicken. That's a must. And music. I want to add that music. Ooh. If it's at my place, there's going to be in between. There's going to be times that you want a good, uh, even a room is that you can get away from the game and listen uh, to some pumping uh, tune. Tr is going to have like his ongoing halftime show that just runs the whole time at the other part of the house. It's not a bad idea. 
Because you have lots of people who come yeah. to the Great Cup party who aren't necessarily sports fans. They're like, okay, I'll watch for five, ten minutes. Oh, is there a music room over here? Well, maybe I'm in on that. Maybe TR's got a karaoke machine in that room. You never know. That's, you know what? I think we're inventing a good party as we go here. <laughs> we we're uh, brainstorming pretty good. I like it. Uh, we actually, uh, what are we going to yeah. plan it? Because TR's coming to Edmonton uh, later on. We have, um, uh, well, Spirit, uh, sorry, the month of giving comes up soon. And uh, here at the uh, Sports 1440, uh, we're, we're looking, we're going to have another thing that's unique that uh, this year for people to get. I'm not sure if I'll use it for um, for month of giving or not, or maybe I'll save it for a big listener um, kind of evening that uh, you got to win your way in or uh, or donate your way in. We'll see, but uh, we'll do that. It involves TR. Uh, you know, maybe he'll come in character as Hitch. Who knows? Well, uh, we'll see how that goes. TR, have a good weekend. Of fi- well, you don't film. You just film tomorrow, and then you get two days off. Is that how it works? Actually, tomorrow and Saturday are our, are our weekends. We work Sunday to Thursday. Oh, okay. Just changed it up a little bit. Oh, but, so uh, um, what's on tap tomorrow? Are you, are you going back to the big smoke, or where are you going? It's Dolo's birthday tonight, so we're as soon as I... Get out of here. I'm going to go over and we're, we're having a meal at the keg here in Sudbury. And tomorrow is um, Sudbury Wolves are playing and they're having Shorzy night. So there, there will be a lot of interaction. You know, we're not on the clock or anything. It's a lot of fun, though. Oh, we okay. go and we do this kind of every year. But as the show gains momentum and it's sold out. Oh, yeah. The Wolves game is sold out tomorrow. And I really, really enjoy watching Junior. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm not I'm not going just because it's Shorzy night. I can't wait to watch the Wolves play some junior hockey. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, we'll get a scouting report on any of the uh, of the players on the ice from uh, from you on Monday. All right. Have yourself an awesome weekend, and uh, we'll chat with you then. Mm, yeah. There you go. That's uh... Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Edmonton. That's uh, Terry Ryan. Joins us every Monday and Thursday. Well, not everyone, depending, because, of course, he's currently filming season three of Shorzy. So we love the fact that, uh, you know, Thursdays we know are a guarantee because they're done. But uh, Monday will be a little bit hit and miss here for the next uh, five weeks, just uh, depending on uh, how busy of a shoot day he has on Mondays. Uh, when we return, Mark Spector will join us after the Conman Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. It's coming at some point. We know it's coming. As Game of Thrones would say, winter is coming. In this case, snow is coming. So don't get stressed. Plan ahead with all the great snow removal equipment they have and all the accessories you need to relieve your snow removal stress. EdmontonKubota.com Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.